All right. Like I said, I'm going to talk about um, the first, I think, three episodes. I thought it was four, but it looked like it's only three. And after that, it'll be a weekly basis when Handmaid's Tale, I think they come out every Wednesday. I will do my review, hopefully by Friday each week. But anyway, let's talk about this is episode two. So we are at back at the barn or, you know, well, basically at the farmhouse that the handmaids are staying in. And, you know, um, the guards or the, uh, the, what do you call them? The guards or whatever, they've been, um, there's a search obviously for the handmaids and for June. So there was a set of guards that came to the house <clears throat> to find out, you know, they want to see the handmaids. So they want to see the Marthas, as they call them. They want to see the Marthas. And they're out there, they're doing searches. I guess they're going through all the homes. They're trying to figure out where these these ladies, where are they? And the um, the lady of the house, Mrs. What Keys, I believe is her name. You know, the young lady, she's only like a teenager, really. She, you know, is saying, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to get them. You know, they're out busy doing whatever their chore is. And so the guards are like, okay, you know, whatever, that's fine. Let them continue on with their work. Um, They want to talk to her husband slash commander, and he's not able to really say very much. And we later find out why he's unable to talk um, a lot. He's coughing quite a bit. And I suspected right away, I said, something ain't right here with him. He's obviously sick. And I said, hmm, I wonder, what, did he, does he have some type of ailment? And, you know, they're just slowly watching him die. Well, it turns out he's being poisoned. And we find that out because, you know, her, you know, Mrs. Keys and June are getting closer. You know, she... She wants to be part of this movement, you know, and although she's a teenager, she's being treated like she's a grown woman. And, you know, June is a little concerned about that, you know, that, you know, you know, I can't really have you, you know, at first she didn't really want her to be part of this movement. It's just way too dangerous. Um, the young lady's asking questions, or Mrs. Keys, I should say. She's asking questions. She want to know more about these guards and what's going on. And June gives her the up the lowdown. She's like, basically, it's time for us to move on. She knows what the moves are. She said they're searching the area. They will be back. We are in trouble. We're gonna have to move on. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to make a move. And that's really what all that's about. So. In this, and she's trying to explain to her, you know, this is something that, you know, we don't want you to be a part of this. You know, it's all about your safety and all that good stuff. And Mrs. Key's like, girl, look, I've been poisoning my husband. He is a horrible person. And she, you know, she said, I'm getting the impression that all men here in Gilead are horrible. And and for her experience, that's all she knows. You know, that's all she knows. So unfortunately. Like I said, she's really jaded when it comes to men and living in Gilead, it's very easy to become jaded. So she's been slowly poisoning um, uh, the commander. You know, she doesn't want to be so obvious and she's learned um, how to do it. I guess there's some berries or something that's growing. Um, it's a vine that's like that's actually in the house and it, they're growing these poisonous berries. And she learned about, you know, what to do and how, you know, in his tea, you know, how to shell them and peel them or whatever, prepare them and give small amounts so he can casually, you know, slowly die. And that's really what she's doing to him. 
Um, I, you know, you can you blame her for the cruelty that he's put her through? Yeah, so it's understandable. Um, also, you know, we as we're looking at June figuring out now that she needs to go and make contact with, I guess they have another Mayday contact or somebody at this without really the best way to put it, whorehouse. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, but you know, I'm gonna get to that back to that in a moment. Let me go back to Canada because in Canada we have uh, there's a um, you got um, what is her name is you know the girl that used to be uh, best friends with June. I can't think of her name right now, but I'll get it. She is um, oh goodness, let me look up her name. Uh, what is her name? Uh, Moira. Moira. That's it. Moira. So Moira is, you know, she's heading up this project trying to rehabilitate and, and connect families that were in Gilead. The children are back, trying to get them back to some kind of normalcy, trying to get all the children placed, hopefully back with their original family, um, if their family is still alive, or to set them up for adoption with new families. Now, here's the issue with that. We, I, I often wondered how this was going to work with those children that were either born in Gilead or they were so small when they got brought to Gilead that they don't remember life before Gilead. So their understanding of home and what home life was, was Gilead. They don't know anything any different. And we're seeing in this episode, there's a guy named, a young man, little boy. He's about, what, seven, eight years old. His name is Asher. And he obviously has no recollection. I don't know if he was born in Gilead. He's eight. So I'm saying that Gilead's been around now, what, six, seven years. He has no recollection of the world before Gilead. So he's been reunited with his aunt. Now, I don't know where his father is. I think his father might have been killed. And probably his mother was a handmaid and we don't even know if she's still alive to be honest i don't know i'm beginning to wonder if one of those handmaids that's um out with june you know running as far as uh, as part of mayday if one of them is asha's mother i wonder if one i'm, I'm kind of wondering about that but as birth mother i should say but asher as far as he is concerned, he's very close to, was close to the Martha that was in his household and the commander and the wife. And those were his parents. He doesn't know anything any different. He doesn't know a different life. So life in Canada is foreign to him, uncomfortable. He is scared and he's not adjusting very easily. You know, they, when they, when, when, when Moira was doing all these placements, that wasn't taken into consideration how these children were going to adjust. So he's with his aunt and his aunt, you know, she's fixing him pizzas and, 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 and chicken fingers. That's not how they ate in Gilead. I would say their diet in Gilead was probably a lot healthier than that processed stuff that you would, that kids, you know, in the United States, you know, like. So he's not adjusting well. He's really upset about that. And, you know, Myra is, you know, when she did come out of this and she's finding this out, she said, I didn't take this into consideration. She even told the aunt, she said, you know what, let him express himself because he has a right to feel the way he's feeling. This is a huge adjustment and you're, and we can't minimize his emotions and his feelings. Okay. That's something that we have to take into consideration. 
Um, Barbara's also in charge of, she had this, um, I guess you can say, I don't know if it was a conference or a mini conference or something, but it was, she had speakers there and, and they're talking about this whole program that Myra is, 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 is working with. And she even had one of the former Marthas who was the Martha at June's house, you know, she's there and she had her to speak about her, you know, just life and, and how things, a little bit of how things were in Gilead, but it got a little emotional. Um, the psych, the psychological trauma um, that these both, the, well, I'm not going to say the children, but definitely what the what the Marthas that have been brought back into Gilead have to deal with is something that they're going to need to to work on. Mara had went through the exact same thing when she came back. She didn't even want no one to touch her. She was, you know, because they were absolutely abused. So Mara is talking to one of the other former handmaids. Um, she is the the uh, scientists, um, PhD, biology, chemistry scientists. Remember the one that got the had the mutilation done, um, done to her because she, you know, because she's a lesbian. She's working with Myra, and she told Myra she was like, you know, I don't know. We're gonna have to figure out a way to deal with the, if you will, rehabilitation and the, um, the psychology and the the, the coaching and the. Uh, the, the, the therapy that's all going to be needed for all these individuals. So it's just not going to be as simplistic as, you know, them coming back and life is great because they don't know, especially the kids don't know about life being great. The adjustment is going to take some time. And they also talked about the guilt. They are in freedom. You know, they are in this freedom space space. And, you know, Moira said, I'm tired of feeling guilty. You know, I'm tired of feeling guilty. She's mad at June. And, you know, the other former handmaid was saying, you know, June left, you know, I, I, June gave me her baby. And so what do you think? How do you think I feel? You know, the guilt of they are on the other side. They made it is hard. And they, you know, Myra's like every day, she's like, I, I hope that June is still alive because, you know, it, this is difficult. You know, we're enjoying ourselves where June is still back there fighting in Gilead and it is not an easy fight. That, that's a hard, long, we don't know if she's going to survive type situation. So we also see Mara is in a relationship, so it seems. And that's really good to see because up until this point, Mara really has been having a hard time adjusting herself. So it was good to see that she's dating someone at this point. Well, we also got the Waterfords, <laughs> the commander and the wife. They chit-chat and they're talking. And you know, there's no trust there. You know, let's just let's just put it out there. There's no trust between either one. And trying to convince Fred to do what, you know, she wants her husband to do and to speak on her behalf and to get and 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 help her out. He's not trying, he he sees through her. He don't trust her. He even told her, he said, look, he said, there, he said, you'd have gotten rusty. There was a time where you can get me to do just about anything, but I see you now. Basically, he's telling her, I see you. I'm not going to do anything in your favor that's going to be to your benefit so that I can be put away. Well, you know, and because he was like, I know you're going to tell all the secrets and you're going to talk about everything in Gilead and you're going to talk me. And she was like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah, I think she is. But. You know, she couldn't she couldn't schmooze her husband because the husband's like, look, the fact that you got me here in jail, it's all on you and I don't see it for you. So 
honey, Mrs. Waterford can forget it as far as Fred's concerned. He does not see it for her at all. And we find out some other information about Mrs. Waterford. Now, at, during this episode, she had to go through all this examination. They doing a full fiscal examination and asking her things about, you know, was she ever raped by her husband? And she was like, no. And she was like, okay, were you intimate with him? Well, barely. And was he intimate with other people? And she was like, yeah. Well, how many sexual partners did he have? Child, I don't know. <laughs> he went to a whorehouse. So I don't know how many different women he was sleeping with. So they said, well, we're going to test you for STDs. You know, they ran blood and all of this. So towards the end of the episode, well, actually at the end of the episode, the blood test comes back. And the guy who is uh, working, the reporter or whatever he is, the, working with the, the the group that's trying to bring down Gilead, he's like, uh, look, I'm not worried about Fred right now. Your situation right now is your blood test came back that you are pregnant. Now, here's why I got the question. I thought Fred was sterile. So I'm still confused as to who is the father. Did she have sex with somebody else? And I don't know about it and I don't recall it. Y'all like to put that in the comments for me because I don't recall her having sex with anyone else, definitely recently, other than her husband. Because this guy, I don't think she slept with him. I don't believe the guy that's... I might have to go back and check that out because I don't think they slept together. So the only person that she had sex with, I think, I think was Fred, but he's supposed to be sterile. So did her and this guy have sex? Maybe they'll let us know in the next episode. But at this point in time, I don't know. It, but I do know this. He said that it comes, you're pregnant. I don't know how, like who, who's a daddy. That's what I want to know. So anyway, back to the homestead. So we in Gilead, we back at the farmhouse and June has learned about the whole poisoning situation. She, you know, Mrs. Keys told her how to create, you know, how to do the poisoning thing. So when she goes to meet with the lady at the, there's another brothel, okay? But she's, this lady who's working there is like her informant or her connect, if you will, and the connect to help them get to the next stage of where they're going to go, uh, you know, to get out of Gilead or whatever they're going to do. So, but she's also working there. I mean, she's a working girl. That's what her position is. She's in the brothel. So she talks to her. She lets her know what the tea is, what's going on. The girl was like, look, I, I can get you some things together and you can leave tomorrow night. And she was like, girl, I got to leave tonight. These guards are coming back. They're asking questions. We in trouble. She said, I can't do what I need to do on my end until tomorrow night. You, you know, so you're going to have to wait. So anyway, June, you know, brings back some poison and she's you know injecting the drinks with poison so the whole thing here is to basically kill all these commanders and guards and even the lady that's heading this up i guess she's one of the aunts or something like that aunt or martha i'm not sure what she is but june is poisoning all the drinks and the girls i guess they all in on it they they the guys is taking shots they have no idea that all the vodka and the patron and whatever they drinking is poisoned and i think they got a significant amount to kill them right away, not to gradually kill them. So we don't know how that turns out. We didn't see, you know, the end of that because June leaves with the guy, one of the guards from the homestead. And when she gets back to the house, at this point, all the lights in the house is on. They coming down the road and they can see all the lights on. So you already know there's something wrong. Why it's quiet and all of the lights are on. What is going on here? June's like, wait a minute, something is wrong. Clearly, 
They get out the truck. They're walking down the road. And so Jim told the guy to stay behind. And he was like, oh, no, I'm not going to leave you. Okay. All right, hon. He keeps walking with her. Pretty soon, he gets shot right in the head. He gets shot. June standing there, blood all over her face. Who do we see coming out the shadows is Nick. Nick yells out, where are the other handmaids? So I'm guessing the handmaids knew that the guys was coming and they made they, their escape or whatever. And then Nick comes over to her and bends, uh, bends down. And he asked June, he was, you know, he was, he said, I'm going to try to keep you alive. So June's caught. Okay. June is caught. That, that I don't know what to say, how this is going to work out for her, but she caught. Um, so that's really the entire episode. I, I'm the surprises, you know, Mrs. Waterford being pregnant. I still got to figure out how that, well, not how it happened. Who is the daddy? <laughs> and secondly, what's going to happen with June? Third, I'm really curious about the kids up there uh, and, and the help they're going to receive. Because that's something that we they did not think about. They were so concerned about getting those children out of Gilead that they didn't think about, okay, but there are quite a few of these 86 kids that don't know any other life but Gilead. This is their home. They don't know this other life. They, they just don't get it. I thought that was really great that they showcased it because I certainly had questions about that last season. So that is my review. We got one more episode um, that's available to watch right now. So I will be watching it and I will upload another video. Talk to you later.